0: hello 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 uh welcome back to yet another episode of in defense of liberation uh the podcast slash blog uh in defense of and standing firmly in favor of and fighting towards uh liberation for all people uh across the world uh, and one day uh international proletarian revolution um uh, my name is Josh. I am your host. Um, so, how's everybody doing? Um, I'm sure that quite a few people have been paying attention to uh, their Twitter feeds, maybe more than they have <clears throat> in recent times, because of what happened in uh, Washington the other day. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only person who's making a podcast about this, and I certainly wouldn't expect that I'm going to be the only one to talk about it. Um, But I kind of wanted to give my take on what happened in Washington and kind of expand on that and talk about why it's really necessary to confront and really address generally just the lack of education, um, especially politically. But because of that, you know, socially, economically, and just education in general in American society, um, and why it's so awful, uh, the fact that it is so awful, and what to do about that. So, if you, uh, you know, I've been living under a rock for the last two days, um, and you don't know what I'm talking about when I say what happened the other day, um, so a bunch of lunatics... Stormed the uh, Capitol building, and I I feel comfortable using that term "lunatics" because that's really what that whole you know fiasco was. Um, a great way to understand what happened at the Capitol uh, is is kind of just understand that this is a a natural release of pressure. You have a group of people in society whose main concern who, you know, their worldview and their focus is wholly centered on this, you know, cult-like figure being in charge of them. You know, whether we want to say Trump is a a fascist or a dictator or whatever, we don't need to talk about that. One thing we can definitely all agree on is Trump and his followers are 100% Dictionary definition a cult, right? And so that's natural. Um, You see cults of all different kinds, all different flavors, all over the world. You know, a lot of people fall into these tendencies for a lot of different reasons. But I think that if we want to address what maybe might have caused, you know, this cult like behavior in this country, and if we really want to understand what happened in Washington, we kind of we got to take it back to the basics, right? So in my last podcast uh, called Capitaliz- Capitalism Creates and Requires Inequality, um, which I talk about how capitalism kind of functions, what surplus value is and how that built into the very system of capitalism makes it an exploitative system, which, as the title would suggest, um, requires, but also creates the inequality that it does require. Um, so we kind of got to hop back to the basics on that real quick before we dive into maybe what have, what might have caused the, uh, the Trump cult, right? So... We, as a country in America, have been kind of on this general decline, right? Um, If you look at the history of America since the World War II boom, you know, post-World War II boom of our economy to now, it has been a steady decline. Now, a steady decline does not simply mean straight down. A steady decline means the general trend of the you know the the line is going down um and so there's periods of up there's periods of boom right and there's certainly people who even during this steady decline are just hitting booms left and right one of them would be elon musk who now is the world's richest man um which i would love to do an episode on elon musk because He's a little dumb bitch boy who does not deserve a single penny that he has um, and is actually not intelligent whatsoever uh, other than his ability to uh, criminally take uh, intellectual property from his workers and other people in the world. But that's besides the point. Um, But yeah, so like a lot of people say, well, no, capitalism can't be on a steady decline because look at all these people that are becoming rich. Look at all these businesses that are popping up left and right. Yeah, that's not, that's not capitalism, right? Well, I mean, I guess that's not the term I really want to use. I don't really know how to say what I mean to say, but, like, that part of society is always going to be, you know, thriving, right? Even during the fall of all the, you know, colonial powers, all the uh, aristocracy and monarchies in Europe, like England, like France, like Spain, even right up to their steady decline, they were still the richest people in society. They were in charge of society. They dictate the way things operate. So of course, even when the rest of us are suffering, they're gonna be doing great. That doesn't prove the usefulness, the competency, or the quality of capitalism. That proves that people who are able to manipulate a system in order to benefit themselves are going to do that more and more when things start to get worse you know there's less money for us because more is being taken off the top it's like if every time you bought coke from someone which i would like to say i don't do but i just think that this is a good metaphor um That'd be like if you bought a brick of coke from someone, and right when they walked up to you, they scraped seventy percent off the top and still charged you for a hundred percent. That's precisely what wage labor is. It's someone going, "Oh, thanks for this, you know, couple thousands of dollars of uh, value and production that you gave to me today. Here's enough money to barely be able to eat this week. That." that is exactly what capitalism is. And it's not because capitalism is evil. I mean, morality is a ridiculous thing to stand, uh, or use as a point of contention about things because morality is such an objective, um, or sorry, it's such an, a subjective and, idealistic take on things because you're expecting that your moral code is the dominant one in society, which Um, If you're even having a conversation about morality, you're probably not in charge of society and therefore your moral code is probably not the dominant moral code in society. And also, if it's not the dominant moral code in society, who the fuck cares what you think about the evilness or the goodness of something? Let's talk about whether things work or don't work so that we can actually have like structured conversations about how to make things work if they aren't already. So, capitalism isn't an evil thing. I mean, it is, but, like, that's not the reason why we should be talking about this. Capitalism doesn't work for the majority of people who participate in it, right? That's why we have what we know as the 1% in America, because because that is the amount of people in society who capitalism is benefiting and so surely those people, even when capitalism is on a steady decline, are going to be making billions of dollars, are going to be telling us that capitalism needs to be saved, that we need to work to, towards reforming capitalism maybe if they're gonna you know, want to grant us concessions, which, I mean, we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes in America. Not expecting it, that's for sure. But um, they're gonna argue for reforms on how to fix the system, but the system cannot be fixed because at capitalism's core, there is a contradiction which cannot be overcome, right? So let's talk about that. Contradictions are built into everything, right? If you're talking about your relationship, the contradictions would be your interests, your ideas, your maybe moral code, and your partner's. And those contradictions aren't always antagonistic. Your ideas and everything like that might be different, but that doesn't mean that they have to be in opposition. You know, there's many different serials. Are they all in competition with one another? No. And so these contradictions that are built into everything are just natural. It's opposing forces, you know, going at it basically. Um, But again, these things aren't always uh, antagonistic in a way that needs to be addressed, but a lot of them are. And one of the most important contradictions that many of us have to live with and experience every day, yet might not have the understanding of it in this way, is the uh, contradiction between the working class and the ruling class. And especially in America, I guess the best way to understand it would be the workers and the bosses. You know, you have the rich and the poor. You have people today in America who cannot afford to eat, and you have people today in America who throw away $150 billion worth of food annually. That is a statistic you can look up that I will never stop citing, Um. And yet in that same society, we're told that there's scarcity. You know, I remember growing up my whole life, as I'm sure you all heard, oh, you better finish your plate. There's starving kids in, insert third world country here, or not even third world country, China. You know, I was born in 99. China was wholeheartedly a at least second world country or evolving second world country when I was, you know, growing up and my parents said there's starving kids in China. Um, but whatever, uh, that has to do, again, with the lack of education that American people have of the world around them. But, so let's let's bring it back. The contradictions that are built into capitalism that exist are between those in control of capitalism and those subject to capitalism's control. And I think that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know which part of that you are. Um, if you don't, let me tell you, If you've enjoyed this podcast to this point, sorry, you're probably not going to be a billionaire, right? And so, like, we got to understand that, again, this is not a morality standpoint. We can't sit here and say, oh, capitalism is bad. Billionaires are bad. They're evil. That's true, but no one fucking cares. Um, Look at the United States' entire history, right? Nobody fucking cares about morality, What we have to get people to understand if we actually want to have sincere conversations about this stuff is that capitalism doesn't work. Capitalism, for most people, is the system which makes it so that they have to work a majority of their life away for only barely enough to survive. And if you have any kind of, you know, not, I guess, like, uh, stable... Uh, background or stable existence maybe you have a disability maybe you're poor beyond you know most people's uh version of poor maybe you uh have lost your job during the pandemic and haven't gotten paid since you know those are people who are are really suffering under this system and really understand what it is when I say you know capitalism doesn't work for most people um But this is a conversation which is hard for most people to have because, again, most people in America have no fucking understanding about capitalism at all other than what they're told by the people, again, who are in charge of capitalism, who benefit from capitalism and therefore are going to promote capitalism, okay? We have to be cognizant of the relationship of people who are spreading information about these things to the, you know, the incentives, the benefits which those things bring. Um, Capitalism sure hasn't brought me billions of dollars, so I think that my analysis of it is going to be a little bit more precise than someone like, I don't know, the President of the United States or anyone in Washington uh, who tries to have a conversation about socialism. Um, But again, besides the point. So, something, again... Like I said in the whole point of this podcast That is really important to me And should be important to a lot of people Is most of America Most of American society Has no idea about Quite honestly Anything that's going on And that can be broad And that can be specific You know Ask a random person to explain how the election works Not how voting works how the election works, from start to finish, how we decide who is going to run for president and how they're elected, right? I would argue, I don't know, I can't explain that. And this is the shit that I do for fun. So you know there's that. And then if you ask someone like, "Hey, why is Venezuela bad? Oh, they're gonna spew out a shit ton of information. The amount of that information, though, that is correct the amount of that information that's based on fact, the amount of that information that they themselves have actually researched and, you know, came to an understanding of based on their own analysis is pretty, you know, few and far between, very small amount, um, if any. And so that's why it is that we have to really address this problem is because if we don't, that's a continued process that, Nobody in the halls of power is going to question, because guess what? That problem, that lack of education, is exactly what led to the completely discombobulated, disorganized, and ultimately useless thing that happened at Washington the other day. I mean, we have to look at it as basically just a tantrum. It Like I said in the beginning of this show, it was a natural release of pressure. It was a group of people in society seeing the reality which they had come to accept, the problems which they were worried about, come to fruition. Um, and, and, like, their reality just completely collapsing. To them, you have to understand that this is the apocalypse. This is this is the end of the world, that Donald Trump is not president anymore to a group of people within society. This is quite honestly equal to the apocalypse for Christians, the end of the world for people afraid of climate crisis. Like this is that moment for them. So we can't understand this as anything other than natural or What you and I would do if that moment instead was our moment of crisis, our moment of apocalypse, and how we, if we were unorganized, which we are, and if we were uneducated, which we are, how we would respond. It would be a mess, and ultimately, it wouldn't lead to any gains. Like, what demands did those people really have? If any, you know, I didn't read up on any. I don't know if they released any demands. But if any, I would assume that at the very least, it was just make Donald Trump our president again. And what does that do for them? This is a group in society which believes that Donald Trump is the best thing in the world and yet has not received any material gains during his presidency. The majority of Americans have suffered not necessarily because of Trump, but suffered during Trump worse than the majority of Americans have in very recent times. And so how is it that this group of society who praises Donald Trump for being a godlike figure, a cult-like leader, who they, you know, because he is no longer in power, because they feel the world is coming to an end, like that's how big he is to them, and yet, Those people have no material gains, no true, real reason to want that. And so, if we're to understand the reason why something like that could come, uh, it's because they don't understand what the fuck is going on. And most people don't. Most people today who, you know, would do something like that, just sit in front of the TV and shit their pants. Like... If if your entire conception of what is happening in the world is what 24-hour news networks produce, no wonder you're scared of everyone and everything because news exists to scare people because it's what gets them to watch it. You know, we all know this, we all talk about this, but let's talk about it in the, the realities that then that creates, right? My grandma thinks that someone is going to break into our house in the middle of bumfuck nowhere where, quite honestly, there's nothing to break in for. We're all very poor at the most. If you want a meal, you could knock on the door and my grandma would make it for you. But that's all we got to offer you. But even still, my grandma is afraid that someone's going to break into her house, kill my grandfather, and rape her, right? Right? Because the only news that she watches, and she doesn't even really watch the news, but the only news she watches is Fox. And that's the narrative they put forward. And a lot of the people that were there at Washington are of the same breed. And yet, you know, we condemn them and say, oh, look at these fucking jackasses. Look at these domestic terrorists. Hey, guys, how is it do you think that we're going to have to create change? You know, if what we're calling for is change the same way that these people are calling for change, just the change that we're looking for is different, do you really think that because of that, we're going to be able to walk into the halls of Washington and say, hey, we don't plan on throwing a tantrum like that, so you guys want to you know, make society better for us? We've tried that for 200 years, guys. That's not how it works. If you want to actually create change, look at the different movements all over the world. The ones that are successful, I hate to tell you this if you don't like the idea of violence, but they're the ones with the guns in their hands, right? And so we have to understand that what happened in Washington is not foolish for any other reason than the lack of planning and the lack of education that was in those mobs, that was in those masses of hurting fucking people. Because we can condemn the white supremacy. We can condemn the racism. We can condemn, you know, maybe some of the awful ideological stances that those people have, but not to humanize these, you know, that, those groups within that mob, Not to humanize and accept those things Because obviously those are not okay And they can get fucked if they hold any of those views But aside from those people within that group I would argue that there were probably some Working class maybe Or maybe not working class But at least hurting people who are just looking at the world and saying What the fuck am I going to do? And again, not to humanize them not to uh, excuse or um, admire what they did. Um, they're dumb. And it was a useless tactic, which got 13 of them arrested. One uh, shot. I don't think anybody is going to face any charges, probably. because I mean, considering the police literally opened the barricade for them. But at the same time... Like, they also didn't win anything, right? I mean, what they were there to do was take selfies behind the the, um, the podium, right? And would the cops, the riot-geared cops inside the Capitol building, maybe take videos of themselves smashing the windows? Um, but other than that, they didn't win anything, you know, other than the, the small ego boost that they might get from that. But that's because that is entirely the ideology of that group of people is just testosterone and ego because that's all Trump is testosterone and ego. And so we have to understand that if we want to address these things that happen and really, you know, fix things, we have to understand these things in the reality, not in our opinion of them. The reality is. A majority of Americans have no fucking clue how they're going to survive 2021. A majority of Americans today have watched as their life, their reality has been just on a steady decline, on a steady decrease into more and more struggle, more and more poverty, more and more hurt, and more and more death, literally and figuratively, right? And so can we really condemn these people and, you know, point at them and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, what's wrong with them is they're born into a society that tells them that if they do A, B and C and follow the rules and just, you know, in general, just kind of toe the line, they're going to be okay. They're going to have the American dream or whatever it is that they're told now. And then they do that and it doesn't happen and they don't have homes and their president isn't the president anymore. Right. And that's all they can care about because everything else in their world, everything else in their direct material reality has just snapped, just taken what they saw as reality and true and just made it disappear. That is enough to drive anyone insane. Imagine if one day, all of a sudden, the Earth just turned red. And it turned out that it's been red this whole time. It's just, the fucking lights were off. That would drive you insane, right? Or, what if tomorrow, like, the climate collapse happens, right? You'd go insane, crazy, that's what is happening to these people and they're in this cult because it provides them with a line to tell within this nonsensical reality it tells them that this craziness that is happening it tells them that all this shit that's happening is i mean i don't even know how to put it but it gives them hope in some way or another and we can't condemn that for what it provides them. I would argue that's precisely what religion is for most people. Their reality makes so, no sense. And so somebody says, listen, the world doesn't make any sense, but one day you're going to die and go to heaven. So if you just read this book and tell people that they should love Jesus and you eat this, you know, bread and drink this wine once a month, then you're going to be fine. And you're going to go to heaven. That gives people hope, right? What does believing in A socialist revolution, a people's liberation, a proletarian revolution, international revolution. What does believing in that give me? It gives me hope. It says the world is shit right now. But if we work, if we organize, if we come together, we can make it a better place. And that gives me hope. Guess what? So does the Bible. So does Trump for some people. So does the Democratic Party. That's not something we can condemn these people for. We can't make ourselves enemies with everyone we disagree with. There's 336 million people in this world and I would argue there's 336 million people at odds or one one person at odds with 336 million people and every single person is at odds with one another. How is it that any of us expect anything to get better when we can't even be on Facebook with one another, right? Who cares if so and so has a dumb fucking opinion? Ignore it until it's a problem, right? If it's, surely, if it's racist and stuff like that, I'm with you. Call him out, whatever. If you think that's gonna change anything, but guess what? It's probably not. You know, so you can call them out for the sake of calling them out and saying like, we don't stand for racism and I'm with that. Right. But if you're calling them out because you're expecting their opinion to change, then you're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. And that's what a lot of us are doing. A lot of us are arguing with people that we should be coming into communion with. Right. So what if people support the Democratic Party to them, that gives them hope. Show them why it shouldn't show them why the democratic party does not help them but don't do it in a way that you're like see I'm right and you're a fucking stupid little idiot huh because I done that I've spent so much time doing that and guess what it hasn't gotten me any friends right it's not going to get you any friends and guess what we need to win the revolution a whole lot of fucking friends so I would like to really you know make it a point that we gotta understand that these people in society are not this way because of choices that they are consciously making, but choices that they are being made to choose between that do not whatsoever benefit them in any way, shape, or form. Guess what being racist earns you in this society? Well, I guess in capitalist society, it earns you quite a fucking bit. You know, but if you're just some working class asshole who doesn't like black people, you know what that might earn you? A punch in the fucking face from a black person, right? If you're just some working class guy who believes all women should be in the kitchen making a meal, guess what you probably don't have? A wife in the kitchen making you a meal. Because we're putting ourselves at odds with people who, quite honestly, have no reason... No understanding, no conscious idea as to why they're even acting like that. So in a lot of ways, we can get people to change by just simply not existing in that way. By having conversations with them, you know? Call people out in public, right? Someone says something fucking racist, you think you're not going to get punched in the face? Say something. If you have a conversation with your grandma and she says some pretty racist shit, say, what the fuck is wrong with you, grandma? Don't you see how that doesn't make sense? Don't you see how that's a racist thing to say? Because we can sit here and say, wow, these people are a racist. These people are all sexist. They're pieces of shit. Well, guess what? Why do they believe what they believe? Because somehow or another it's benefiting them, or they think it is. Show them why it's not. Everybody that is alive today is a human being, okay? And human beings do things that are easy that benefit them, okay, and that a a decent, you know, sized group of other people is also doing. Show them why that group shouldn't be the group to follow, right? Can we be anything other than the net to catch people when they fall? We can't expect to be anything other than that right now, so let's at least be that. You know, maybe the left shouldn't make, and I'm not saying, okay, because I think this is an, an important point to make before I go. I'm not saying that if someone's got racist ideals, got some revisionist ideals, got some pro-capitalist ideals, it, that you just go, oh, no, they're, you know, they just believe that and so it's okay. No, you can understand why they believe it. You still call them out. You still tell them why it's wrong and you still show them what's right instead, Right? people believe things because it benefits them but we shouldn't just allow them to believe awful things if someone's racist just because they believe that and we know why they believe that doesn't mean that we are okay with believing them believing that you know we have to understand people but also know what is right and what is wrong and I know that what is right and what is wrong is a perspective thing. But I think that in the conversation that we're having, I think we can understand that racism is the thing that is wrong and not being racist or being anti-racist because as Angela Davis says, in a racist society, which America is, it is not enough to simply be not racist because that's passive acceptance of racism. That's saying, whatever, you guys do you, I'm going to do me, right? No, you have to be anti-racist you have to stand against racism you have to oppose racism explicitly and openly in every way that you can in a safe manner right that is what being anti-racist within a racist society is and that is precisely what we need to do but that doesn't mean that we say oh this person is a racist fuck them You can say that shit, and you can mean it in your heart. But at the end of the day, if you don't understand that that is a human being with poor ideological analysis and awful, awful, awful opinions of hate and discrimination, but ultimately just a person with poor fucking analysis with no clue what's going on, so they're just pointing to a black person and saying it's his fault, Because it's easier than going, holy shit, the entire system is completely fucked. What the hell am I going to do? Like, that's not something that everybody can handle, right? Or at least not everybody can handle right now. So they got to point fingers at something because otherwise all this shit is going to hell and nobody knows why and that's scary, right? We don't accept racism. We don't accept sexism. We don't accept revisionism or reformism. We do not accept anything other than what we stand for. But we understand why people think these things. Because if we don't understand people, we can never help people. If you never read a car manual... If you never take a mechanics class, but you think you're going to pop open your hood and fix your engine, well, guess what? You're probably going to have to sell your engine, right? If you never go to medical school, but you just walk into a surgery room and just fucking slice someone open, you're probably going to kill that person or at least really hurt them, right? Nobody else does things unless they understand them. And yet, there's so much that we do in this country that we do not understand. Hey, why do you go to work nine to five every day, five days a week, 40 hours a week for a pay that does not provide you enough to you know feed yourself to pay your bills? Why do we go to college, spend forty fucking thousand dollars for a, a a year of college, go into lifelong debt for a degree that in most cases, doesn't even benefit us. Because we're told to. Because we have no idea what the fuck else to do. Okay? It's the same for everything. Not everything is the same, but it's the same for everything, if that makes sense. We're all looking around going, what the fuck is going on? We're all just pointing at different things and saying, that's what's wrong. And some of those things that you're pointing to are extremely fucking racist, homophobic, sexist, and unacceptable and 100% need to be fought against. But that doesn't mean that we don't understand why you're pointing at it or what you're even pointing for, why you're, you know, looking around and pointing at anything at all. That's the difference, right? We have to understand these problems. We have to understand these people in order to fix these problems, in order to fix I I guess not fix, but help these people, right? Because if we don't understand them, then when someone says something racist, we're just going to punch them in the face and say, get the fuck out of here. You can yell at someone and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't say that shit. But you don't need to banish someone from, you know, any form of assistance, any form of care because they got a poor fucking take on something. Because they probably don't even know why they think that. Most people who are racist, like a lot of my family, has no clue why they're racist. They've just always been racist. They've always been around racism. So they're racist. Because it makes sense to them. You know? And that's a disgusting world. That's, that's how awful American society is today. That racism sexism, homophobia can make sense to anyone is disgusting, implorable and truly truly a reflection of how awful our society today is both, you know, in its very core how it works and how it just clearly doesn't make sense for enough people to, you know, not have these awful views. But also, just the fact, and I know we said we don't want to talk about things morally, but let's talk about things morally. That's a disgustingly immoral society that we live in. But that immorality did not pop up naturally. Because morality is not natural. Morality is dictated by the leading socio-economic group within a society. And so that's how we have to address these problems, with understanding and with clear and concise analysis. If you're still listening to this, uh, thank you very much. This has been In Defense of Liberation. Um, Again, my name is Josh. Uh, If you enjoyed what you heard, um, I have quite a bit. Of other stuff that I've posted Um just so you know if this is your First time listening to the podcast I once Was annoying question boy Um and so if you find me on any Streaming platforms or You're confused like uh this says It's annoying question boy this guy's saying that It's called in defense of liberation Still working on trying to figure out how to Change all that shit so if you know how To do that and you were caught off by Uh guard by that Go ahead and email me and tell me how to do That or message me or whatever Um, Also, I, I started saying this at the end of every podcast, and I would like this to become a thing. If you want to reach out to me for any reason whatsoever, you want to tell me why I'm the dumbest fucking asshole in the world, a stupid communist who needs to kill himself, go for it. If you want to message me and say, hey, what book should I read? Go for it. If you want to message me and say, holy shit, I've been reading leftist theory and no one around me has any idea what's going on. It's driving me mad. I feel so alone. Message me or email me. My email is annoyingquestionboy at gmail.com. Hit me up. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to be there for you because that's what I'm about and that's what I think we all need to be about. Helping people, right? There's a shit ton of organizations A shit ton of parties, a shit ton of people who are saying that what they're working for is helping people. And then there are some of those that are actually helping people. I want to be one of those. And I think that we all should want to be one of those people. Someone who actually is helping the people that they say they intend to help, right? So if you don't already, please go ahead and follow me on all my social medias, uh, In Defense of Liberation on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. I also have a blog and a website, uh, which you can find at w i x s i t e dot com forward slash website. I recently posted a blog this morning, which goes along the same tune as this, uh, which is titled The System Isn't Worth Saving. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, If you'd ever be interested in collaborating uh, or, you know, hopping on the show, uh, again, my email is annoyingquestionboy Uh, at gmail.com. Hit me up there and just, you know, pitch to me. I'd love to have you on. I love talking with people. I love building community. I love having friends, (laughs) people to talk to. It's nice, right? Especially during this pandemic. So if you want to be my friend, do it. I will never object and I'd love to talk to you. So I'm looking forward to talking to whoever takes advantage of that. Uh, And we'll see you next time, folks. Remember, um, this has been in defense of liberation. And remember that in every way, we have to stand in opposition of capitalism, in opposition of imperialism, and in opposition of oppression in every form it takes, right? One of those forms is capitalism and that is why we are anti-capitalist because we here at In Defense of Liberation and we here on the left should believe in true liberation for people, a true international proletarian revolution towards a humane communal society which benefits all. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. I have been josh and in defense of liberation catch you next time